to God. And see, this is important to note because this does, it doesn't matter what you do. Again, it doesn't matter if you like what you do. It doesn't matter if you feel like what you do is important. It actually is important for a lot of reasons, but one of which is because the people you work with, those people matter to God. And therefore, what you do matters to God. And, and what we're going to find out is while you're at work, you're with those people. And you have, uh, while you're with those people, you have a very important role to play in their lives. What we're going to find through Jesus, and we're going to look at a passage that if you've, if you've grown up in the church, you know this passage, but we're going to look at it in a little different light. Maybe you never thought about it this way, because we're going to put it in the context of work. We're going to talk about it as we finish out this series called On the Clock. The passage I want us to look at, it's in, in Matthew chapter 5, and it starts out by saying this. This is Jesus. He's talking to his disciples, his followers. He says, guys, you are the light of the world. And, and he said this 2,000 years ago, but if you, call your, if you call yourself a Christian, a follower of Jesus, this is for you 2,000 years later. This is Jesus saying, you are the light of the world. By that, he means you are are the revealer that that when you're around you are able to bring insight into life just by being there you're able to reveal something because you are the light of the world and when he says world don't think like the whole don't think google earth world okay think your worlds think the areas of influence that you have uh, we're going to call them spheres of influence, that, that, it, that you are the light. You could, it's almost as if Jesus is saying, you are the light of your worlds. You are the light in your spheres of influence. And, and by it, it, like basically what he's saying, like by, by influence is, is I, want, I want us to all see this. All of us have influence. You have influence. You have have influence. It has, influence has nothing to do with age. The older you get, the more you realize this. As the, the influence has nothing to do with age. It has very little to do with position or authority. But the, the, each of us, every person in here, everybody look at me. You, yes, you have influence over somebody. There's somebody who, just by being around them, you're changing and, and, and affecting the course of their lives. You're changing their lives, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just happening. That's just what happens when we do life together. We influence one another. You have influence. And so what I feel like Jesus is saying is, you are the light of the world. You are the light of your worlds. And, and I think we all have three primary spheres of influence. They are this. We have our, our friends. We have our family. And we have work. We have our friends. Those are the people that we play with, that we want, you know, we choose to be with. We have our family. We don't choose to be with them all the time. We live with them. And then there's work. And I want to make a really, there's a, like these are spheres of influence for us. And, and if you go to school, if you're a student, this is work is school. School is work, right? I mean, <laughs> it's work. What, what I want us to see here is you choose your friends. Don't really choose your family. But uh, work, when, here's the thing about work. When we're at work, we, we, spend a lot of, we spend a lot of time at work, don't we? Isn't it interesting, like, like 
this is a frustrating thing for me as, I, and as my kids are growing. I have three little kids, and it's like I, sometimes I don't feel like I get enough time with them, but I get plenty of time at work, right? And, and, and here's the thing. In your spheres of influence, family, friends, sometimes you can come to the frustration and be like, I spend more time with the people I have to spend time with than the people that I, I want to spend time with, that I'd love to spend time with. And my, here's what my point I'm trying to get across. In your spheres of influence, work is a big one. Because some of us spend the, more time with our, our work coworkers than we do with our family. And some of us even spend the best hours of our day, am I right? Go to our work and to the workers than to our family. And that can be a frustrating thing. That could, we'll talk about it in a different sermon someday. But the reality is, in your spheres of influence, work, where you spend 40 hours a week, there's, that's a lot of time. And that's a big opportunity. That's an area where you could have influence. So Jesus would say, you are the light of the worlds in which you have influence, including your workplace. He's basically saying, you are the light of your workplace. And, and, and so you are the light of the market place. Before we go any further, I want to say something here. Some of us are not comfortable with the idea of people bringing their religion to work. Some of us here like, are like, why, why, why can't, it, it, it's okay, I'm okay with people believing whatever they want to believe, but when they start bringing that to work, it's like, come on, it's like, it's like when somebody raps on your door at home and tries to tell you about something, you're like, I'm at home. Same thing at work. I, don't, don't bring this up, you do what you want, believe what you want, but just don't bring it up at work. And if you're offended that, that I would preach something like, you are the light of the world, and you are the light of the workplace, and I want you to go and be a Christian in the workplace. I want you to know if you're offended by that, even if you're offended by that, even if you resist that, you really want me to preach this sermon. And here's why. You really want me to preach this sermon because the point that I'm going to make is basically something to the effect of this. The best way for Christians to shine their light at work is not to talk louder. It's to work harder. Does that make sense? Like, like the best way for Christians to, to be Christians and to shine a light at work is not to talk louder about what they believe. It's to work harder at what they're doing. And, and see, you want me to preach this sermon. In fact, not only do you want, not, you want me to preach this sermon to, to this room, you would like me to preach this sermon to every Christian you know, right? Because wouldn't it be great if every Christian believed this and worked hard and like, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ, therefore I'm going to work hard. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? See, you might completely disagree with what I'm going to say for the next 20 minutes or so, but you might tomorrow go to work with this sermon and with a link to this sermon in hand and hand it to the Christians you work with and say, hey, listen, I went to church yesterday. I really don't want to talk about it, but I do want you to listen to this sermon. <laughs> I want you to listen to what this preacher has to say because I don't think you're working hard enough. <laughs> and I think it's affecting your light. And then just walk away. It'll be great. I promise you. I give you permission to do this. It'll, it'll be, if nothing else, it'll be worth just to see what's, you know, the look on their face, like just their jaw drop, they'll drop their coffee, like did, what just happened, you know? But my point is, the, the best way for us as Christians, let me talk to Christians here for a second. The best way for us to talk, to, to shine our light isn't to, to speak louder. 
It's to work harder. Um, you are the light of the world, Jesus says. He goes on to say, a town on a hill cannot be hidden. And he uses this, this, this analogy of like, hey, you can't really hide that. Like a town that's on a hill, you can't, you can't hide that. It's, it's there. People can see it. He uses another analogy that if you were in Sunday school, you know about neither does anyone light a candle and you know, put it underneath a bushel. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, see, you guys sing that song too. But then he goes on to say this. He says this. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your, catch this, good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See what it doesn't say? It doesn't say, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see what you believe and then bring glory to God. No, 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 no. Jesus is saying, what you do at work is important. (laughs) I want you to shine at work so that they can see your good deeds, your hard work. And as a result of it, God gets the glory. That's what I want you to do. That's, that's what I, I want you to do. See, and all of us, like, like Jesus saying, I want you to shine at work. Like, like not, not shine at the place of work. I want you to shine at working. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, like I want you to shine. And, and, and here's the thing. All of us want to shine at work, right? Like, if I do something, if I go the extra mile, I want you to notice. Oh, did you see? Did you see that? Did you, see, did you hear my idea? Did you, did you see what, like, the, that new idea for the TPS re- reports that I had? Did you see that I came in early? Did you see how well I cleaned up? See, all of us want to shine at work. And, and, and we want to shine for, for good reason, so that, that we get promoted. Like, like if we wrote this verse, it'd be like, we, I'm going to let my light shine before others so they may see my good deeds and give me a promotion, <laughs> right? And then I'll get to the next step, or I'll get the job, or whatever, like, like, and, and I'll, or I'll get attaboys. And honestly, we should shine. We should want to do good work for those reasons. Those are, don't hear me wrong, those are great reasons to work hard. We should, we should try to accelerate. We should try to get, to get promoted. We should work hard. And we should, it's okay to hear attaboys. Hey, hey, I like, I, I like that you're my boss. Oh, man, I, I wish if I could find 10 more of you, I would hire 10 more of you. Like, like, yes, we should do it for that. But Jesus is also saying you should do it in a different way. As well, if you're a follower of me, you should shine in such a way that people see your good deeds. They see your work ethic. And as a result, they don't glorify just you. They glorify God. See your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In other words, do your job in such a way that it makes God look good. Do your job in such a way that people are able to say, okay, oh, so that's what it means to be a Christian. Do your job in such a way that people begin to connect the dots between your work ethic, your excellence, your commitment to them as a boss. They start connecting that uh, to your commitment to your heavenly Father. See, to be a light at work means that through your good work, people begin to see something 
about God. You're using your, you're using your influence to help them see something about God, who he's like, and what it might look like to follow him. See, I want each of you to work in such a way that the, the people around you say, you know, I, I've worked with some bad Christians before, but man, that Tyler, he, he's a good guy. Man, you know, I, I thought Christians only cared about themselves, but, but you know, I know Aaron has my back. I want you guys to, to work in such a way that the people are looking around and say, huh, I, I know that this employee is really, really hard to work with, but, but Jenny rolls with that really, really well. Huh. I, I, know, I know that this, this job is tough, but, but Nick does a really good job with that, and, and, and I trust him. And I know that this job that I handed to Jan, it was difficult, but not only did she do that, she went above and beyond, did more. She, in fact, I would say she even went the extra mile, huh? You know what's interesting? The whole extra mile thing? Do you know that's actually a Jesus statement? That Nike didn't do that one or REI? Like, like there's actually like Jesus, copyright, you know, whatever, 19 or AD, 35, or I don't, I'm going to stop talking now. But like, like Jesus, there was one point in time he was talking to his disciples about something similar. He said, he was talking about loving his, their enemies and, and praying for those who are persecuting him. He even also said this, he said, if somebody asks you to go one mile, and see, this, this is in their culture, in the Roman Empire, a Roman centurion, a, a centurion was a Roman soldier who was over 100 other soldiers, that he could walk up to anybody who wasn't a Roman citizen and say, you, Come here, I want you to carry this and walk with me. And they, they, he could make you do that for up to a mile. And Jesus was saying, when somebody asks you to walk a mile, I want you to walk two. I'd like you to go the extra mile. It was Jesus who coined that. Because he was trying to coach his followers to be, think a different way. He's like, it, basically what he was saying is, I, if, if you did that back then, it, it, was, it would shock people. Like, like, I want you to not go one mile, I want to go two. Jesus, nobody does that. He's like, yeah, that's my point. That's what I want you to be like. Because as my follower, I want people to see your good deeds and go, huh. And notice that what you believe, and then they'll see what you believe, and that might actually draw them closer to me. See, your job matters. Because the people you work with matter. And your job matters to God because the people you work with matter to God. And you, yes you, can use your influence to influence them. <laughs> and see, as a church, this, this means a lot to, to, to Colorado Life Church because many of you know the reason we exist as a church is we want to be the type of church that puts the bottom rungs on the ladder for people who are, are returning to church, maybe interested in church. Like we just think that if people are interested in connecting with God, church should be a great place for that to happen. And so we, we want to create experiences that put the bottom rungs on the ladder. You guys all know that if you attend here. But we've also said another thing, that while we want to be a church that puts the bottom rungs on the ladder, we believe something very, very crucial, that you, you, yes, you are the bottom rung. 
that, that as, a church, as, as a church, we want to put the bottom rungs on the ladder. But really, in all reality, you are the first rung. And the reason is, is long before your friends, your, your family, your co-workers will come to church, they will see you working at work. They'll sit with you at lunch. Tyler Nelson right here uh, has a tattoo that, that says the 67th book, which I really, he told me about it about a year ago. There's 66 books in the Bible, and he's got this tattoo that says 67th book. For reason being that long before somebody reads the Bible, they'll be friends with Tyler, right? Long before somebody's willing to, to, to engage in, in spiritual things, they'll hang out with him. Long before, uh, and see, for many of us, this, for many of us, our work, where we work, is the best place for, uh, it, that's, that's where we get a chance, our biggest chance to be the bottom rung. And that doesn't mean we're, we're preaching to people, it doesn't mean we're shoving things down their throat, that is not being the bottom rung. It means we're working hard. It means we are who we say we are. It means we have influence with the people around us. And you are the bottom rung at church. Or at, yeah, at church? No, at work. You get to be a light. You get to let it shine. And see, here's the good news. You don't have to preach a sermon to do this. In fact, that would probably be counterproductive. You, you, catch, you don't even need to know the chronology of the Old Testament. You don't need to know, explain you know, with Adam and Eve. Like, if it's Adam and Eve, like, who did their kids marry? You don't even need to know all that. Like, the, the, all you need to do is work hard. All you need to do is work in such a way that builds influence and then maybe at some point in time helps people connect your good deeds to your Father in heaven. And who knows what you might see if you do that? Who knows who you might influence, maybe for the first time? And see, here's the thing. This message is close to our hearts as a church. Because as I look out at your faces, half of you, half of you two years ago weren't in church. (laughs) But because somebody had influence in your life, they, they, they were able to use that influence to invite you to church. You came in, and, and some of you are like, well, I'll just go once. And here you are two years later, and, and, and hopefully you're happy for it. <laughs> we are. We saw somebody else's good deeds. And it, it, it led us to glorifying our Father in heaven, and our life is richer because of it. See, this is important. What you do matters because the people you work with matter. Your job matters because the people you work with matter. So I'll ask you again. Knowing what you know about you, would you hire you? And if the answer is no, or if the answer is, ah, <laughs> you got some work to do, literally. <laughs> you got to step up your game. 
Do people respect you at work? Because here's the deal. You might say, okay, okay, Josh, like, so you're like saying I have to work hard to, to, to be a good, like, can't I just like tell them about Jesus? Like, can't I just like read my Bible at the lunch break and like put up the vibe that way or like whenever I get a chance, like switch the radio dial to Caleb or, you know, like something like that. Like, doesn't that count? And to that I'd say, no. No, in fact, if, if you're doing that kind of stuff and not working hard, that's working against you. That, that's, that's not building influence. In fact, some of us, that's, that's our story. We, part of the reason we're not Christians is because we've known too many Christians. <laughs> we've worked with too many Christians. And, and, and here's the deal. There's no substitute for hard work. If you're a Christian, there just isn't. That people will see your good deeds or your bad deeds, and they will make a decision about what you believe based on that. That's just the truth. That's just life. It, what I'm about to say is, is really obvious, but I, I feel like it needs to be said. Our willingness to work hard has a direct correlation on our influence with others, right? Our influence to work hard or not has a direct correlation on our influence with others, whether they respect us, whether they look up to us. And here's the thing, if you're a follower of Jesus, we should never ask people to overlook our bad work ethic in hopes that they might see our good beliefs. <laughs> we should never, ever, ever say, no, no, don't, you know, like, like don't, uh, I, I know, I know I don't work hard, but like, I'm a good person, like, I believe in Jesus. We should never, ever, ever do that. And for, see, for some of us, it, that, that is our story. We, we've worked with too many Christians. And like, yeah, they've got the, the cross around their necklace, you know, and they, they've got the, the, I love Jesus, yes I do, I love Jesus, how about you? You know, like they're just always Jesus, but they're just horrible to work with. Nobody wants to work with them. And the result is their, their lack of good deeds did not bring you closer to the Father. In fact, it maybe even drove you further away from faith. See, what you do matters because the people you work with matter the people you work with matter or the people and, and the people you work with matter so much to god listen 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 he put you in their in in he put you in their sphere, sphere of influence he put you at your job to be there with them Isn't that, uh, maybe you've never thought about that like like we can we think a lot about work don't we but have we thought about it this way? That God has placed you right where you are, potentially, to have influence. And, 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 and here's the great part about this. This is so cool. This has a tendency, okay, this has a tendency to take the boring and make it awesome. <laughs> take the boring of work and make it really awesome just by, it, literally, like God, like, you know, like the whole just add water thing. God has the just add people thing. See, as we, I think this is a perfect place to end this series on the clock because if you as a Christian can go out through the rest of your life and face bad jobs, because there's going to be, face bad bosses, because they're going to be there, face, you know, like, question, face, take, 
take times, go into times of your life where you don't know quite what you want to do. You're in between things. There's limbo. There's confusion. If in the meanwhile, of all of that, amidst all of that, you are able to find meaning in your job just because of the people that are there, it just makes life better, doesn't it? Like, imagine if, if, like, if you had that outlook, like, you know what, I don't love this job, but man, I love Wendy. Man, it, this, right now, this is so difficult, but God, I am thankful for the time that I've gotten with Dave. You see what this could do? It's revolutionary. And so here's what I want you to do. Tomorrow, Monday morning, I want you to bring your A game to whatever your Monday morning brings to you. I want you to bring your energy to work. I want you to bring your energy to school. I want you, I challenge you, to bring your best to the job that you don't like. And don't do it for the job. You could do it for the job. The job is still important. We've talked about that already. Do it for the people. At the very least, do it for the people you work for. And do it for the Lord. For some of us, this means we need to work hard at jobs we don't like, jobs where we're underpaid, jobs where we're overworked, jobs where, and, and here's the thing. I, I've been meaning to say this through the series. If you're in a job that's really not good, like it's not good for your health and like it's stressful, it's hard on your family. What I'm, I'm not saying you have to stay there. It could very well be that God has something else for you. Okay, we have that straight. All I'm saying is in the meanwhile, don't overlook what might happen if you brought your A game tomorrow. In the meanwhile, while you're searching for another job, work hard. There's another group of people, and we're closed. We're going to close here, but some of you have absolutely no problem working hard. There's actually a lot of people like that in Evergreen. They just, they just work hard. That's what they do. And, and, and here's, here's my challenge for you. I say you, because that's not me. I just, I like to hang out, you know? Like, I just, I, I have to like, oh yeah, work hard. That's right. But for some of you, you're really good at just working hard. And the challenge for you is not to work hard. What I want you to pay attention to is I want you to bring your energy not just to work, but to the people you work with. I want you to, yes, work hard and bring your energy to that, but also don't, don't do your work in such a way that it's like you're mowing over other people or like, no, I just got to get this done. I'm like, okay, wait, I'll get this done later. Let's talk. I want you to bring your energy not just to work, but to the people you work with, because you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. A lot of what my job is and a lot of what we try to do on a Sunday morning is just simply see the world the way God sees the world, right? And even see God, see you the way that God sees you Jesus was saying to his followers, listen, guys, guys, guys. Do you know how I see you? I see you as the light of the world. I see you as the light of your world. Shine. Let 
your light shine. Your job is important because the people you work with are important. Let's pray. God, I thank you that a book that's thousands of years old can bring insight into what we do on a Monday morning. I thank you that, that these words have been preserved. I thank you for the way you look at us, Lord. You are our heavenly Father. And just like I look at my children and I adore my children, I look at what they do and I, I just love what they do, the same thing is true about you to us. As, as our heavenly Father, you look at what we do and you say, that's my boy. That's my girl. She's working hard. Thank you for the meaning that you bring to our lives. And I pray for us. I pray for each of us here. I pray for Colorado Life Church. Not on Sunday. I pray for Colorado Life Church on Monday. Because what we do matters. Because the people we do it with matter. We love you, Lord. We thank you for bringing value and meaning into our lives. I pray that we would, through our influence, be able to, to connect people to that same value and that same meaning. Amen.